Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to be an athlete by exploring how movement impacts our lives and how we can all work to reach our full potential. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I want to talk about the difference between permission and punishment. So I'll explain more about what this means, but let me paint a picture for you and imagine yourself in this place and if it's something that you can resonate with. Um, Whether you've been here before, whether you know people that have been here, um, that have um, that have acted in this way or have this particular mindset. So what I mean when I talk about punishment is what does it look like to actually be motivated? Where does your drive come from? And you'll find that a lot of folks, their drive comes from a desire to punish themselves, to push themselves too hard, too often because they feel like it's the only way they can reach success. And this, so the scenario is this, it's an individual wakes up in the morning, doesn't feel great, didn't have a great night of sleep, work stress is high, family life is dynamic, it's good, but dynamic as always. Hours are short in the day, and that individual's body is telling them that today needs to take on a different form. Today should probably look and feel different. Now, it doesn't mean that that individual is going to shirk their responsibilities or not show up for themselves, but um, this particular individual has a hard workout or had planned a challenging training session for the day. And their body is screaming, screaming at them, saying that it needs to look and feel different. You're tired, you're stressed, your body's sore, whatever it is, any and all of those things. But that individual then begins to grapple with this internal dialogue, right? The juxtaposition of what their body is telling them and the feedback that they're getting and their expectations, what they had planned, how they thought the day was gonna go, particularly around intensity and the, and the desire to, to push their bodies um, because that's the only way they feel like it is quote unquote worth it. Or it's the only way that they feel like they are quote unquote gaining fitness. And so the individual pushes through. They can continue with the day. They move through based on their expectations, not on what their body is telling them. They push hard and maybe nothing happens. And this is the crux is that they're probably fine in terms of injury, overtraining, burnout. Now those things will happen eventually if you continue to drive from this place, but any one single session is probably not going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. However, what I want to focus on today is the mindset behind that primary driver, right? When we feel like the only way to get the most out of ourselves is to punish ourselves because that's the only way that is that it's again quote unquote worth it right when this is through the lens of fitness this is through the lens of mental health our work ethic i'm going to outline five different areas that this punishment based mindset shows up and how we can reframe that so i want to talk today about how do we work from a place of permission. Permission to go hard when the time is right, but also permission to listen to our bodies, to take it easy, to reframe what it looks like to work hard, to reframe what it looks like to be consistent, to be dedicated, to be driven. Because often what I've found is that we drive from a place that tells us that we need to punish ourselves in order to be successful or to reach our goals, right? The only way to get there is to get there at all costs, right? And that we don't deserve rest days. We don't deserve to take it easy. And that's simply not the case. And it's simply not 
a recipe for sustainable for sustainability and for an approach that actually yields happiness and joy and trusting the, the process, finding joy in that process, being connected to ourselves and to our goals and continuing to be able to be motivated, to be disciplined. And so it's not boom or bust, right? And so I wanna, I wanna discuss that today. I wanna talk about some areas that I see that show up. I wanna highlight what that might look and sound like for each of you and how we can work to maybe redirect that energy and come at it from a place of permission. Again, permission to give our bodies what it needs, give our minds what they need on any given day. And that might be to go hard and push through, but it also means not feeling guilty when the work at all cost mentality is no longer serving you. And so what if we shifted this mindset, right? What if we gave ourselves permission to show up and we just gave ourselves what are needed, what we need. And so today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about permission, not punishment. And again, I want you to reflect on that story. Obviously, it's very broad. But do you see any of yourself in that story? It could be through the lens of exercise. It could be through the lens of work. Maybe you were sick. Right? Did you give yourself a chance to rest? Did you feel guilt for pushing, for not resting? feel like you had to push forward came back from hectic travel right many people are getting off of spring break was there a backlash there was it hard to catch back up with work did you was there jet lag right some of these very common life scenarios these instances that just happened did you give yourself permission to just be where you're at and know that progress is coming know that you can work through it Know that progress isn't linear, but that you need to give yourself permission to just be where you're at. So let's talk about permission, not punishment today. As always, a quick shout out to thomasendurancecoaching.com. If you need any support in any of the areas that we talk about on this podcast, our coaching team is extremely well-versed and passionate in helping individuals understand what all of these concepts and these nuanced components of being an athlete, being an individual, being driven, being motivated, what all of these pieces look like in each individual's lives because they do show up differently. We also have a mental performance coach that helps many, many of our athletes in this space and because it's something we believe strongly in, right? You can't just focus on the body have to focus on the full picture. You have to focus on how we as humans show up for ourselves each and every day. We have to take in all of the extraneous components and factor those into our goals as athletes, as people that are goal-oriented, who want to push our bodies, who feel good when we feel fit, but we have to make sure that we come at it from, from a sustainable place and from a place that looks at the a complete athletic journey. Um, and so if we can help in that space, again, that's thomasendurancecoaching.com. We'd love to be a part of that conversation. Love to help you sort through anything, whether it's goal setting uh, or whether you're uh, finding your, yourself in some situations where you're stumbling or you're unclear on how to move forward or you're kicking ass and you want somebody to share in that journey with you as well. We're here to support you. So thomasendurancecoaching.com, you can click in the button in the top right-hand corner of our webpage um, to reach out to a coach. We'd love to be there to support you. And last but not least, please rate, subscribe, and share Endurance Minded with a friend. I can't thank everyone who's done this enough. I've said it a million times, and I'll continue to say it is the lifeblood of podcasting. Um, it is what allows me to get a message that I am extremely passionate about into people's hands. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't had a chance to do it yet, do any of those things that feels right for you. you can rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Please subscribe. We drop bi-weekly episodes uh, at noon on Tuesdays. Uh, that's every other Tuesday. And then share your favorite episode with a friend. Tell them to subscribe if it hits home, if it's something that resonates. I love our community. Um, I love 
the cross-section of athletic performance, leadership, mindset, um, all of the places that, that everyone is coming from. It's what keeps me excited. It's what keeps me fired up. So if, um, if we can be a resource, and we have been a resource or can be a resource to anyone you know, again, rate, subscribe, and share. I am eternally grateful. If you're like me, you know how important it is to fuel your activities and ensure you're recovering properly in between workouts. That's where the Amino Company comes in. With their products, Heal and Perform, I'm able to access sustained energy and increased power output during my workouts, as well as recover faster and more efficiently. I use Heal for recovery. It's a 100% science-backed formula that was originally developed for astronauts to maintain muscle mass in space. Taking Heal after my training has allowed me to increase my recovery and decrease soreness, making my body feel stronger and healthier overall. This patented science-backed amino acid blend is designed to replenish your sore muscles after tough workouts. Heal's great for post-workout nutrition and is scientifically more than three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. Perform is my go-to for before and during training sessions. Perform has been scientifically proven to improve muscle performance, reduce fatigue and recovery times, and increase the benefits from your workouts. Perform is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. Since taking Perform, I've seen increases in my maximal strength in the gym, as well as feel the benefits during endurance training. It provides sustained and lasting energy throughout my day without any crash or harmful side effects. I've been using Perform and Heal from the Amino Company daily, and I've seen huge improvements in both my performance and recovery. As a business owner and athlete, I'm beyond excited to have found something that helps me get the most out of my training and recovery so that I can maximize my precious training time. So right now, when you visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30 at checkout, you get 30% off. So if you're looking to take your recovery to the next level and try science-backed products designed to boost your performance by up to three times, then visit aminoco.com backslash EM30 and use the discount code EM30, that's EM30 at checkout, to get 30% off plus a free gift with purchase. That's aminoco.com backslash EM30. Use offer code EM30 at checkout. Let's dive into permission and not punishment. So let's talk about where it shows up. I want to run through just five areas that, that this I've seen this typically show up. And again, I want you to think about, put yourself in this position or these positions. Maybe none of this resonates with you. That's fantastic. But what I've found is that most of us have some of this somewhere at some time in our day, in our week, in our lives. So I just want to call it out because I think so much of the process with, with improvement, with reaching our goals, personal development, is just naming it, right? Outlining the fact that it exists, putting a name to it, writing it down, highlighting where it shows up in our lives so that we know how to get ahead of it. Right? I've talked a lot about proactive versus reactive on this show, and this is part of that, right? This is a proactive approach to helping redefine what it looks like to show up for ourselves, redefine how we give, give ourselves permission versus that punishment mentality. And so first place is exercise intensity. This is for all the athletes out there. But even if, even I find it's not, it's pervasive outside of endurance sports or just the kind of classic, you know, athlete space and that the idea that the only way to reach our goals, the only way to elicit a positive response in our bodies, the only way to gain fitness is to go really, really hard. And more specifically, and more to our, to our point, 
is that the mindset around the fact that if it's not hard, it doesn't count. I'll put count in quotation marks. But that there is some magical intensity. Maybe you know what that is. Maybe you have a power range or heart rate range or perceived exertion in mind. Or maybe it's just a feeling, right? Maybe it's, you know, the the lack of value that going easier holds in your mind. This is a very real component for many people is that we just don't see these things as equal, right? We don't see lower intensity exercise the same as higher intensity. We feel like it's a waste of time. We feel like it's not the highest and best use of our time. At the very extreme of that, we feel like it actually doesn't even serve to do anything for us. That it doesn't move us closer to our fitness goals. That it doesn't actually add to what we're working to build in relation to our goals, our overall physical uh, well-being, health and wellness, and so on. And, and that's just simply not true. So let's start from an exercise physiology perspective. The real fact of the matter is, is that the majority, overwhelming majority, of your intensity needs to be very low. Right, the 80-20 rule. There's been tons and tons of studies on this, some very, very long standing. And your all of your volume, so all of the exercise that you do cumulatively throughout the course of a week or a training block, 80% of that around about should be zone two or below. And then 20%, a very small overall percentage of your effort should be at higher intensities, tempo and above. And so you look at the, the, the sum total of the effort, the total body of work that you're doing, most of it should be, should be easy, what we would classically describe as easy. <clears throat> so if we want to look at it from a science-backed perspective, again, from a physiology perspective, in terms of how our bodies build fitness, what it looks like to actually take a sustainable approach to foundational strength and fitness that actually allows us to go and do whatever we want to do in the world. It starts with building a foundation of, of light intensity work. Right now, this includes warm-ups, cool-downs, rest periods, all of these things. Again, everything you do in a training block or a week, you can segment that out however you want. 80% of that needs to be easy. 20% of that can be hard. Now, again, you can kind of define that in different ways. But as a very general rule of thumb and as a good guideline, just think about your total body of work is 80% of that roundabout what you would consider easy. If it's not, then why? Right now, maybe you just don't have the facts. That's fine. There's lots of different opinions and theories and things out there. If you Google something, any, anything comes up to agree with us and support what we, what we put into the Google machine. So Maybe it's not coming from this punishment perspective. However, I want you to really think about that and give yourself an opportunity to understand if this is a mindset that's maybe been present for you. Because what I've seen is it is for most people. Right? The reason that intensity is high is because we don't think that lower intensity elicits any response. We don't think it adds value. We think that, it, again, it has to be hard to count. So the other piece of this is a mindset component, right? It is important to have low-intensity movement, low-intensity exercise, so you can have a chance to check in with your body. If you dive in and go hard all the time, you never have an opportunity to understand the feedback that your body's giving you. In that feedback is where growth happens, right? In those moments where you rest, where you understand what your body needs, you give it the fuel it needs, you hydrate, right? All of these opportunities that present themselves when we check in and we're present are really where growth and fitness occurs. So if you're just diving in, you're going all out, I promise you, or I would imagine, that you're missing or skipping that critical piece, which is the piece that allows you to check in and ultimately is what elicits a space for your body to grow into, right? That's fitness. So there's a mental piece and there's a physical piece. So if you find yourself in a place, if any of this resonates with you, if you're like, yeah, I do think that it needs to be hard to count, 
understand why, and then maybe use some of these facts, maybe use some of this context that I've provided to shift how you show up. Again, there's nothing wrong with exercise intensity. It has a place. It's needed at certain times of the year based on our goals. But if you feel like you have to go hard because it's not worth it otherwise, that's the piece I want to help you shift. So give yourself permission to back off, to give more of that overall volume to some lighter intensity. Give yourself a chance for a warm-up and a cool-down so you can check in with your body. Give yourself a chance for a rest day. Whatever that needs to look and feel like for you, just make sure it's there. And make sure that the end goal is that we try to pull back some of these layers and we try to give yourself the opportunity to have permission to do what feels right. Again, intensity is part of that. Uh, high intensity is part of that, but also low intensity has to be part of that equation as well. Next is exercise frequency. So we talked about intensity. Frequency is how much we exercise. How many days a week? How many times in a day? And this is another area where I see so many people get hung up is that the, the mentality that more is more. Right? I can't tell you how many people I talk to, athletes and non-athletes alike, that are looking to just squeeze every single ounce out of every single day when it comes to exercise frequency. Right? So if eight hours a week feels sustainable, but they can free up another two hours, they want to go 10 hours. Right? If, if four, four days of, of exercise a week feels sustainable, they want to add five or six. Right, they want to exercise five, six, seven days a week. So let's think about frequency. Right, more is more. Is this something that resonates? Right, are, are you in that place where you say, you know, the only way for me to be successful is to do X amount of training hours a week or to do X amount of days a week of training? And the real fact of the matter is, and, and we'll open this up because there's several different angles. To look at this. First and foremost, the one most primary being that rest matters. Rest is when fitness is created. So if you're doing it from a place of increased fitness, or that's your mindset, you're saying, okay, if I do more, I'm going to increase my fitness. Well, make sure you have room for rest. If you're doing that, or that mindset is coming at the cost of rest, then you're negating the training that you're doing. Right, Fitness isn't created during your workouts. Fitness is created during rest. Your body adapts to that training stimulus, and then you come back to the next training session a little bit stronger. Right, That builds over the course of many, many months and years. It's not immediate, but slow drip training stimulus over long periods of time during rest periods is what builds fitness. This is the first thing to understand, and something that so many people get caught up in is they think that when they're pushing on in a training session, that's when they're building fitness. That's just stimulus, right? That's stress. And all our bodies are doing is working to adapt to stress. It could be training stress, it could be stress from work, it could be stress from family, it could be anything. Stress is stress is stress is stress. So if you stack more on top of that and you're not leaving room for rest, you're again, you're, you're negating the entire process. You're diminishing your body's opportunity to actually build what you're trying to, to get after. So first and foremost, rest matters. The other piece of this more is more is you have to think about it from a sustainability perspective. right? So many people find themselves in a boom and bust situation. What I mean by that is, okay, yeah, you can train for six days a week now. And that really pushes you. It really stretches you thin that week, right? Now, you can do it. You can show up. You have the drive. You have the commitment, the dedication, the discipline. Fantastic. Can you do it forever, right? And so many people, and this is heartbreaking for me because I believe so strongly in the need to build sustainability and the need to think about athleticism as a lifelong pursuit. And when we come at it from, okay, 
I'm going to go all in for 12 weeks. And then I'm just going to, there's going to be this massive blowback and I have to catch up on work and I'm going to catch up on time with my family and I'm going to have to see my kids again. I'm going to have to, all these things. That's not the sustainable approach. Now, the caveat to that, I know a lot of you are going to say, well, there's a time and a place when we're building towards big goals. I need to go, you sacrifice. Absolutely. Right? Balance. There's nuance here. I'm not making a broad stroke. If you're building towards an Ironman, Absolutely. You're going to have to take hours from somewhere in your day, right? There is a minimum amount of training required to get you to that goal. Big bike races, long uh, runs, whatever that is, there are times based on our goals where we do have to make sacrifices. The key to that, though, is to get ahead of it. Understand that that's a season. It's a time period. You're not doing it. And, and take note here. This is the critical piece. You're not doing it from a place of punishment, right? You realize the requirements of your goals. You realize the value of going all in, of really pushing yourself for a concerted period of time. And then you back off, right? You do that event, that goal, that whatever. You come back to baseline, right? So again, the critical distinction here is not from a punishment perspective. When we're in that place, and if that place is healthy, then we, we're, it's sustainable. For coming at it from this more is more, for doing it because we feel like the only way to reach success is to punish ourselves by stacking more and more and more in any moment we have, that's when things are going to get hairy. That's when ultimately we will burn out because it's not something that we can sustain. So I want you to think about What is the seasonality of your goals? Again, there's a time and a place to go all in. There's also a time and a place to pull back. So how can that ebb and flow naturally? And then also make sure that your exercise frequency is rooted in a place of permission. You get to exercise. That's That's the most impactful and transformative statement I believe that we can have as athletes. I get to exercise. I don't have to train. I don't have to work out. I get to. It's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to make myself better. It's an opportunity to show up for myself. It's an opportunity to check in. I get to do those things. I get to prioritize them. What an amazing opportunity. So more on top of more on top of more is not the answer, right? So just make sure you're coming from that from a permission-based perspective, not because you're punishing yourself. All right, next one. This is a big one. Food. So looking at food through the lens of permission, not through the lens of punishment. So I want to paint another story here. Paint another picture. A narrative. Maybe you've been here. I bet you've certainly heard someone who is in this space. Is person gets done. With a long bike ride, Saturday morning, went out and rode three hours, and they come home, and friends and family are there, and they tell the story about how because they went out and did this long bike ride, they've earned a particular type of food, or they've earned pizza, uh, they've earned a beer, right? They've earned glass of wine, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be anything. But that narrative gets replayed time and time again where we feel like we have to punish ourselves in order to earn food. So it's this idea of like earning your food because you went out and flogged yourself, right? You did a really hard workout. You did a long workout. You feel miserable you're tired, you're exhausted. Now, finally, you've earned the right to fuel your body. I hope you can hear the narrative here, and I hope you can hear the language I'm using and how, hopefully from an external source, that sounds problematic, right? Because it is. You do not have to earn your food. 
You don't have to earn the right to fuel your body. You don't have to earn the right to eat pizza, have a beer, whatever that is. You get to fuel your body. It's the most important thing we do, specifically as athletes, but who cares about athletes? Anyone in the world, it's what keeps us alive. It's literally our only job, right, when it comes down to it, evolutionarily. We have to fuel our bodies because it's what keeps us going. So if we want to continue to push ourselves, if we want to continue to reach our full potential, we don't have to earn our food. We get to fuel our bodies. We get to fuel these incredible machines that allow us to do all of these amazing things that we're doing, to move and to train and to engage in the world and with life and friends and family and have these experiences. What an awesome opportunity. We better be fueling that. Right? And so if you find yourself in a position where you feel like you have to earn your food, right? Calories in, calories out, right? I burnt a thousand calories on my bike right now. I can earn or I deserve to have this thing, right? I would really encourage you to work to shift that narrative. Your body deserves food. It deserves food that is good. You want a piece of pizza? Have a piece of pizza. Right now, certainly, we want to think about foods that support our overall well-being. I'm not saying we should eat pizza all the time and drink beers. But if that's what suits you that day, or if a salad is what you want, great. Right? Just remove, work to unwind that, that dialogue, that inner narrative. That you have to earn your food. Right again, there's punishment. Before I can eat, I have to go out and I have to punish myself. I have to go do something that gives me the key to unlock the gate that is fueling my body. That's the problematic component. And I realize there's a lot of emotion wrapped up in food. We get a lot of marketing. There's a lot that goes into this. So I'm not diminishing anyone's struggles with this. I'm not saying you're wrong if you feel this way. What I am saying is that I want you to come at it from a place. I want you to feel the freedom that comes with giving yourself permission to fuel your body. I just want you to have that experience versus feeling like you have to flog yourself first, go do a hard workout, go do what, whatever, go burn a certain amount of calories, close your rings on your Apple Watch. The cues externally go on and on. Right? Our world is set up to provide these cues that internally we link to time periods of our day and our lives where we are able to do certain things. So if any of this resonates, if you found yourself in any of these positions, these internal narratives, just work to un unpack that. Work to give yourself permission. Right, Once a week. Don't, it doesn't have to be a broad change, a sweeping change. What would it look like to give yourself permission to eat what you want Fuel your body so you feel good. Start with one meal. What does that feel like? Then two meals. Right? And most importantly, disconnect your movement from your food. Meaning, again, that you don't have to earn it. Right? It is inexorably linked in the, in the sense that we do need fuel for our movement. Right? We do need to fuel our exercise. But I don't want you to come at it from a punishment perspective. Again, there's no judgment here. I just want everyone to feel what it could feel like to give yourself permission to enjoy that process, to engage physically, to move, to push your body, and then fuel it in a way that's rewarding and fulfilling without all of these ties and linkages and gates and locks and steps we have to jump through to get there. <clears throat> Next area is work. So we're going to take a little bit of a divergent turn from exercise. But again, like we've talked about on this podcast before, it's all linked, right? Most of us have to get up in the morning and go to work. Most of us have to think about our athletic endeavors as it relates to our available time. Work takes up a tremendous amount of most of our days and lives. That's okay. It's part of it. There's nothing wrong with working. But we need to talk about it through the lens of permission 
not punishment. So I see lots of people thinking about work very similar to the kind of exercise frequency component, which is more is more. Right? The only way to get ahead is to outwork the person beside me. Right? Outwork the people in my company. If I work longer, if I produce more, if I work harder, whatever the adjective is, that's going to be what gets me ahead. And if I could just do that for long enough, then that'll give me the opportunity to reach my goals. Right now, I realize that there's lots of workforces, lots of careers, corporations, environments that are very competitive. And that actually prize that type of mentality. So I'm not going to be able to undo that in this conversation. What I do want to do is highlight opportunities for reframing again that, that narrative. And all that I want you to focus on is if you are deriving your work ethic from a place of punishment, right? You feel like, well, I'm not smart enough, so I have to work harder. I'm not, the, I'm not a good enough leader. I don't deserve to be ahead of this department. I don't, I don't deserve this job. I can't get by on just my merits alone. So I have, to, I have to stay at it. I have to punish myself to be able to reach my goals, to be able to keep this job, to be able to get that promotion, to be able to do whatever it is. That's the piece that I want to shift. Because really, where I find most people get derailed or, or, or even just struggle to understand where there's opportunity for growth is that we, we always want to do more when it comes to work. Right, so can I take on another project? Can I bring on another client? Can I, can I stay later? Can I, can I come in earlier? Can I work on the weekends? Can I write more, 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 however, whatever your job position, your career, however it defines more. And where I find that there's room for growth, again, even if you're in a competitive environment, even if you do have to drive hard, you do have to work long hours, where is there a chance to do less really, really well, right? So instead of adding more, instead of taking on another project, bringing on a new client, can you work to do what you're already doing even better? So that's where we typically go. It's like, oh, I'll do more, right? I've talked about this on previous episodes about being busy. We fill our time with more things, right? Oh, I got, I got 30 extra minutes. Let me do more. Let me add another task. Oh, uh, you know, I can stay late tonight at work. Let me do more. Let me add another project. Let me start another thing. Maybe. However, I just want you to think about, can you focus on mastery? Is what you're already doing maximized? So say you have three things that you're responsible for, three primary roles and responsibilities in your work. Are you doing those three things as well as you possibly can? The answer is no. Spend more time on those things. That's what's going to show up. That's what separates great leaders from workers, right? That's what people will notice. And again, I realize that there's hours involved and there's requirements of different jobs. And it's not just as easy as flipping a switch and saying, okay, great, I'm, I'm going to do these three things really well. Just gradually, right? Just a bit of self reflection. Can I do? what I'm already doing, even better? Can I spend more time doing those things fully and completely, again, working towards mastery versus adding more? And again, to pull back the common thread here, to reintroduce the common thread, make sure or ask yourself, is my drive, my ambition, the hours I'm working, the projects I'm taking on, are those coming from a place of punishment? Am I doing it because I think this is the only way for me to accomplish my goals is to, is to drive myself into the ground? I've been there. Trust me. Many, many years. I thought the only thing that separated me from failure was my ability to work really, really hard. And if I could just stay ahead of it, if I could just work harder, 
outwork the person beside me, right? All this language came in. And what happens is you don't get anywhere, right? It'll serve you for a little while, right? The unfortunate thing about limiting beliefs like this is that they actually do work for a while. If they didn't work, we wouldn't have them, right? So the problem is that they do serve us for some time, but then burnout, in my case, existential crisis. What the hell am I doing? How do I do it better? Why don't I enjoy what I'm doing? I'm working so hard. What does it mean? So I got to the root of what do I really enjoy and how can I do more of that? Right? It doesn't mean that there's not shit tasks and things that come at me and, you know, I don't enjoy, I'm not passionate about every single minute of the day. I'm not, you know, I'm not living in a, in a fantasy world, nor should you. However, can we do more of what we enjoy and can we do more of it well? Right? Can we pull back? Instead of adding more, can we focus on doing things through the lens of mastery? And again, make sure it's not from a punishment perspective. Right? If you're driving from a place of insecurity, of fear, of scarcity, that's punishment. Right? You're beating yourself up because you're, un, you're, you're unsure of your abilities. You're unsure of what it would look like to actually focus on doing things really well. So, you, so the easiest route is just to fill your plate up more. Right? So just if any of this resonates, again, how can we give ourselves permission? doesn't have to be a change overnight. doesn't have to be dramatic. doesn't mean that tomorrow we go into work and our workday feels totally different. It just means we work towards it. Right? We shift our mindset. We provide ourselves little opportunities, little tools that shift. Cumulatively, those shifts make a massive impact. Lastly, consistency. So what does it look like to be consistent? And how is punishment linked to that? So this, this ties into frequency a little bit because there's very much this kind of boom and bust mentality that okay i'll be really consistent i can give you 12 weeks i can give you six months i can give you a year of my time whatever and then i gotta get back to doing these other things right so there's these massive swings right maybe this is you sure you've seen people like this all in full gas for some period of time and then nothing right could be exercise could be work could be anything so I want you to think about consistency just through the lens of sustainability. Again, just to kind of icing on the cake, pull this common thread all the way through, is that can you think about giving yourself permission or can you think about consistency through the lens of permission where it is, it's an honor to show up for yourself? Right? Again, we get to do that. You don't have to get to. It's an opportunity. It's something you could take advantage of. I think about it like going to a job interview, right? What an opportunity. I get to show up. I get to, to work towards reaching my full potential. It's the same in any genre or area of life. Consistency has to be sustainable. So can you give yourself permission to think about consistency through that lens. It's not about what I can do today. What can I do this year? What can I do in the next five years, 10 years? Again, it's a lifelong pursuit. There's no end goal. There's no finish line, right? If you have a goal in the calendar, if you have an event, a race, a deadline at work, it's just a benchmark. You move through it. Everything resets the next day, right? Show up for yourself again. Rinse and repeat. Where people find themselves in trouble when it comes to consistency or find themselves not in alignment with their expectations when it comes to consistency is because I believe that their runway that they've defined is too short. Right? Okay, I can be consistent to this race that I have in July. I can really give you my all through the summer. I don't want your all through the summer. I want to help you build tools so that you can see yourself 
valuable enough to show up for for the rest of your life? What does it look like if you did this same thing 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30, 40, 50, the list, uh, however old you are, right? Pull, extrapolate that out. That's how we need to be thinking about consistency, right? And of course, there's, there's value and consistency in the moment. Again, in, in reference to our goals, in proximity to our goals, be they're athletic, be them work-related. You know, again, there's seasons. Make a big push. Go all in. Commit. Work hard. Burn the candle at both ends if you need to. Recognize that that's a season. That's not the end of the line. That's not all there is to it. You have to be able to find that balance. And so again, if you think about consistency as a means of punishment, right? Okay, I gotta, the only way that I can accomplish this goal is to go all in right now for three months. I really wanna encourage you to back up. Give yourself permission to think about how does it look like to actually be enjoyable? How does it look like, or what does it look like to build the foundational components now so that five years from now, I'm still excited about this? 10 years, 20. Those goals can change. You don't have to be excited about the same thing. But there's, there's consistency. The common thread is that you're there. Right? And you're working towards being the best version of yourself, even when that changes. Our abilities change, our jobs change, our circumstances change, whatever. doesn't matter. We show up because we're consistent. We give ourselves permission to think about that consistency as an opportunity. It's not a task. It's not a job. Again, you don't have to train. You get to. You don't have to work hard. You get to. Right? You don't have to go out for a promotion. You get to. Whatever that language is for you, wherever you're at, just think about consistency again as a long timeline. Right? It's from where you're at right now to the end of your life. And what would it look like if you gave yourself permission to just show up in a way that felt exciting. There was no end goal. There was no hard stop. No six months to this, 12 months to that. Again, benchmarks. That's fine. Set yourself high points that you can get excited about by all means. But know that just on the other side of that high point, it starts all over. Right? Back to the drawing board. Back to your process. So that's what I, give, that's what I want to give you guys the tools to understand. So again, quick recap. Five areas where it shows up. Think about, if you need to rewind, go back through these. Do you see yourself in any of these narratives? If so, what are the steps you can take to start to shift just a little bit? Again, it's not an overnight change. I realize things are dynamic. Sometimes we don't have control over some of our scenarios. That's fair. Small shifts. Small changes across multiple areas of our lives equal massive impact. So five areas, exercise intensity, right? The idea that it has to be hard to count. Let's undo that. Exercise frequency, the idea that more is more, right? Think about things, one, prioritize rest, two, prioritize sustainability, Know that every single free moment doesn't have to be crammed with something. More is not more. More is just more. But your body responds to rest and responds to the spaces in between. Third one is food. Please, please, please give yourself permission to fuel your body. You don't have to earn your food. You don't have to do a hard workout before you can eat a certain meal. You don't have to burn a certain amount of calories before you can do go out to eat with your family. Go out to eat with your friends, meet your buddy at a bar, whatever it is. Give yourself permission. Work, number four, focus on mastery. Do less really well. Are you working hard? Does your work ethic, does your drive, does it come from a place of punishment? Again, maybe that's fear-based. Maybe that is uh, scarcity-based. Maybe it's a lack of confidence. Whatever that is, give yourself permission to show up in that space in a way that feels fulfilling. And instead of trying to do more and more and more, work on doing less really, really well. 
and see how that feels. Last but not least, consistency. It has to be sustainable, right? So if you think about consistency through the lens of punishment, I have to, I have to show up and exercise six days a week. I have to ride my bike a minimum of five hours a week. I have to, right, whatever that is, shift that narrative. You get to do those things and expand your timeline, right? Think about consistency from now to the very end, right? I'm not talking about the end of the summer. I'm talking about the end of your life. What does it look like to show up in a way that's fulfilling, it's exciting, that adds value from now until the end? That's how we should think about consistency. That's a permission-based approach to consistency, right? We get to do these things. It's an opportunity to be the best version of ourselves month after month, year after year, season after season. What an amazing opportunity. So, as always, thank you so much. I'm grateful. If there's anything that I can help with, visit enduranceminded.com. Scroll to the bottom of that page. Leave us a comment. What resonates? What doesn't? What are your highs, your wins, lows? Whatever it is, just engage with us. Let us know what's going on. I'd love to hear from you. Again, that's enduranceminded.com. Scroll to the bottom. Leave us a note. Rate, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend. If you've yet to do so, two seconds. Wherever you're listening to your podcast right now, rate it. Subscribe. Again, bi-weekly episodes every other Tuesday at noon. You'll get alerted. You can stay up to date. And then again, on your device, send it to a friend, somebody you think would enjoy it. Tell them to reach out to us. I'd love to hear from them. So thank you guys, as always, so, so much. I'm grateful. We'll see you again next time on Endurance Minded.